0: Sri Krishna, Sri Krishna, Sri Krishna, Sri Krishna. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwaraha, Guru Sakshat Param Brahma, Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha, Tasmay Sri Gurave Namaha. We have got three instruments. <coughs> One is the body, the second is the mind, or the speech, the third is the mind. Now for these three instruments, body, speech and mind, we have to work on them very clearly, distinctly. And we must know what should happen if we are properly utilizing them. So for example, body, we, those who are hiding behind the camera and sleeping, you can get this and don't sleep. But those who want to sleep, you are welcome. So, <coughs> body is utilized in the dharma. And the dharma is karma pradhan, where activity or karma is the foundation of life. Now, when we do something, where is our attention in that act of doing something? So, either our attention goes to the world. I have done so much for my children, but they don't listen to me. Or, second place, our attention goes to I. I am like that. I am not like that. I am very disciplined. I don't know. I, I, constantly I, I. And the third place is the attention goes on the quality of the mind before the act is performed during the action and after the act is over these are the three areas where attention can be brought so when our attention is on the world we are doing something for the world Such people invariably end up in frustration in their life. How to get out of this? A very simple technique. Whatever we do, nobody needs it. It is our need that we do. Like many people tell us, "Swamiji, why are you running here and there and all that? And then this say, see, Swamiji is moving around the world, spreading the world of wisdom to the people, and uh, these are all baggage, rubbish. I am moving because it is my need. I don't have any place. And nobody wants me. So I keep on running. When this is clear in my mind, I will not be feeling very arrogant. I am doing this thing. Because it is my need. Whenever we do something as our need, you will have humility. And when we feel that we are doing for others, we will have humiliation. See? So, then second thing. When we are doing something, and if we imagine the world should improve because of our karma, we are bound to get frustrated. This is how the parents become frustrated. They have plans about their own children. As if the children are furnitures. Put it here, put it there. See? So, <coughs> when this is not understood, then frustration comes. There was one uh, house I was staying in uh, Dehradun many years before. I used to go there to uh, talk to the students of Vellam Girls' School. Like the Dune school, there is one Vellam Girls School. That school is for the children of the parents who do not want the children. So all the filthy rich parents is to send the children there. And I used to stay with there with some teacher, and uh, her husband was something, and she only two. One son, he was out to UK. From the day I landed, the, his name was Ashok. Like we have got Ramayan, Ashokayan, every day the same thing, fed up. But I can't run away, where will I stay? Third day, they didn't come for the breakfast. So the servant told, uh, Swamiji, you take the breakfast. I said, okay, I have come for that only. Breakfast over, lunch over, dinner over, not coming at all. So, I didn't ask. One of the most important spiritual practices. Don't ask anything about anybody. See, no need. So, I didn't ask. Then, second day, again breakfast time, lunch time. Then I said, what is wrong suddenly? So, when I was sitting on the dining table, both of them came out from the room and eyes swollen, red, not properly dressed, chudel. So, I said, hey, what happened? Because I didn't know, nobody presents himself or herself in this uh, (coughs) costume. (coughs) Swamiji, our son, then my heart started beating. What happened? Died or what? (coughs) Our son uh, called us. I was relieved. He's still there. And told, we are coming. He went, I am going. And while coming, first person singular has become plural. We are coming. And they have been glorifying him so much. He doesn't look here, he doesn't look there. He is so simple. He is straight. (coughs) And all the dreams, get married to such and such girl. So wherever they used to go to search, you know, for the girl fishing. (coughs) So when he got married and he said, "Um, however, we'll come and get married again according to our Vedic culture. That means second marriage. Thank God to the same girl. So, somebody, what should we do Our this whole property? They had a very big property. Everything was for him. And he doesn't want to come back to India. He wants to settle in UK. And he got a citizenship also because his wife is a UK citizen. Now tell him what should we do. I said, this is your problem. I can help you. What will you do? You give the whole property to me. <laughs> your problem is what to do with the property, isn't it? Don't have this wrong notion. Then where should be our attention? Attention should be on our mind. Before we do anything, mind must be at peace. While we are doing anything, the peace of the mind should not be lost. When the job is over, we are neither excited because of the success, nor depressed because of the failure. If our attention remains on the quality of our mind, then it is called as Karma Yoga. It is for this purpose, the teacher told us, Ishwararpitam Krutam, chitta shodhakam muktisadhanam So, chitta shodhakam, what is the purification of the mind? You are at peace with yourself. We do so many things and excited, disturbed, angry, frustrated, no way. Now, the second thing comes, the speech. Our speech is the area where we lose maximum energy of our life. Just to make it a simple calculation for understanding. If you work for eight hours physically, the energy consumption is equal to talking for one hour continuously. Subtler is the fuel, expensive it is. The kerosene, diesel, petrol, avian fuel. See how subtle it becomes. And when we are unable to understand this, we keep on talking, talking, talking. There is no need. But then what to do? When we don't talk to others, then we start talking to ourselves. Inside it is a poultry farm. So here we have to keep the mind busy. Busy mind alone is a controlled mind. So how to keep the mind busy? The teacher gives us. Bhujanam, Chintanam, So, these three faculties that we have got, the body, the speech and the mind, as long as we are identified with the body, we need a God with the body. Therefore, saguna Sakar upasana is necessary. Those who talk about the attributeless, formless, nirkundirākār and sit down, they only suffer in their life. So, as long as we are identified with the body, keep yourself busy with doing the puja, poti. But it should be done daily, not once in a blue moon. And the puja is done early in the morning. Finish your morning activity, maybe by about 4.30 or 5, and then sit before the Lord, and bring out all the lords in your plate and then give them nice bath. Complete Shodashupachar Puja, Om Sastrasher Cha Purushaha, Sastraksha Sastrapan, Sabhumim Vishvato Rutva Atya Dashangulam. When you do this early in the morning, your mind is available for the job what you want to do. Puja is done with a fresh mind. For us, the first victim, because of shortage of time, is the puja. Or else children should do the puja. And in those houses where the old people do the puja, they don't do early in the morning. They'll be having all kinds of rubbish things, go here and there, read the whole useless newspapers, and then 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, till then all the gods have not even gone to washroom, sitting there. Finish early in the morning. Why they do this? Because for them, Gods are not Chaitanya Vigraha. They are only metal pieces. See? And when you follow these things, this what happens? Laziness goes away. Life becomes disciplined. If you have to get up early morning, you will sleep early the earlier night. And when you sleep earlier, rubbish things watching on the TV or internet is stopped. How many benefits are there? An early morning when you do this, the world is sleeping, and therefore no disturbance from the world. And then we understand the beauty of doing the puja. See, so kaya with the body, pujanam karya uttamam, and it should be done beautifully. In one place, I have seen the children are compelled to do the puja. Elderly people will be lazy. Children lazy. Unless you do puja, you will not get food. So, the child, what he will do? Okay, God. There are so many gods, not one. So many pictures and all that. So, the child is to put all his five fingers into the um, Chandanam and then tell to the God, Catch! This ko mil gaya, mil gaya. See, <laughs> the flowers, catch. <clears throat> you see the pandits when you do the puja, when you do the Sahasranaam or uh, Ashtutra Namavali, oh, why, why are you crying, ya? don't give. Uttamam, <laughs> should be done cheerfully, happily, beautifully. As you are decorating your children, child, in the same manner. After you do the puja, look at the Lord, you should feel, oh God, how beautiful it is. That fulfillment is necessary. So, with the body, do the vigraha puja. Then, with the speech, japa, yajnanam, japa smi, See, why this Japa is required to be done? Japa is a technique by which we keep our mind engaged without getting engaged in the world. So initially, doesn't matter mechanically do it. Do whatever number you have fixed. That is also necessary. Because that is your discipline. Unless I finish three malas, I See, there is to be a great Mahatma um, Prabhupada, Bhaktivedanta, Ishkan founder. He is to tell to his followers, unless you do sixteen malas of this Mantra, you are not supposed to come and do Namaskar to me. See? So once you are disciplined, then everything happens. Discipline is necessary both in the material world as well as in the spiritual life. So for disciplining ourselves, this is one aspect. Then after you do this thing, then one day by God's grace you will discover one thing. That we are doing japa out of fear or to seek something or to discipline the mind. And one day when this comes, then you will see, now you are doing the japa for... Disciplining the mind. What is the discipline of the mind? Mind is available to us whenever we want, for whatever purpose we want, for whatever length of time we want effortlessly. That is the disciplined mind. And for that purpose, we start the Lord's name chanting in a methodical way. The first we chant for, not for hours together, only three times. And in that three-time chanting, in between, no dissimilar thought erupts. Sri Ram, Jai Ram, Jai Jai Ram Sri Ram, Jai Ram, Jai Jai Ram Sri Ram, Jai Ram And when we feel some thought is likely to come, again fire three times. And in due time you will get a perfect control that when you are chanting three times, no dissimilar thought will come. Then you increase your stamina. So make it now five times. slowly, another week or two, make it ten times. And in this manner, slowly, when you improve your stamina, your mind will be trained how to apply to a given job without getting disturbed by anything in this world. So Japa is done out of discipline and devotion so that mind is made available to us. Aikāgryārtam upāsanam upasana is done to make our mind available to us we are extremist either the mind goes to multi-pointedness or it goes to zero-pointedness multi-pointedness we don't require examples and zero-pointedness also we don't require example we can sleep anytime. time so mind neither should it sleep nor should it get lost in the worldly thoughts that quiet alert and vigilant mind is to be cultivated, then such a mind can alone be employed for inquiry. Who am I? See, such a mind will never be interested in the worldly things. What is happening in the world, why the world is like that, why people are so much, and there are so many um, Mahatma, so many ashram. then why there is so much of corruption everywhere, <coughs> these are useless questions, I don't entertain such people, they have nothing to do with the real life, only the uh, external things, so Japa is meant for that. And then manaha, the third instrument that we have, with the mind, chintanam Kramat, Kramat respectively. So, with our mind, are we engaged in doing the chinta or chintanam? Chinta is worry, chintanam is contemplation. Both are thoughts. Worry is also a thought and contemplation is also a thought. This I learned from my meditation, and my meditation is when I iron my clothes. That is the time I I am in a very deep meditation. But when I iron my clothes, other Swami ji, meditation karo. Make it clear. So when the lungi is dried, and then you spread it on the board, you come across so many wrinkles. And those wrinkles are criss-crossing, one cancels the other. And because of these wrinkles, the beauty of the lungi is hidden. So when we move the iron box on that, where do the wrinkles go? They go nowhere. Because they are nowhere. Because they are merely appearance. Worry is merely an appearance. And how are those wrinkles? Criss-crossing. One wrinkle crosses the other one. Same way. Worry is a process of thinking by which we are lost in our own thoughts. Instead of coming out of the process of thinking, we get entangled in our own thinking. That is called a Chinta or worry. Then after we have completed uh, our lungi pressing properly, many people, they, like you know, when I go to some places, their servant normally does the job and they are also servants. So what they do, they will be folding the lungi and only the upper portion, which they will give it to me, it will be seen your clothes, with a smile on the face, and when you open that lungi, vishwarupa only darshan Only one portion is properly done, inside everything is hidden. See, friends, how important it is. So, we are done this, uh, removing all the unwanted wrinkles, thereafter, Then again we fold it properly and when we fold it properly, again we create wrinkles. Those wrinkles are called as the crease. Crease is also a wrinkle and wrinkles are also wrinkles. Similarly, worry is also thought and contemplation is also a thought. Worries are ugliness on the mind. Contemplation is beauty of the mind. And what is the difference between the two? The worries cancel each other. And uh, Greece is unidirectional. It is not con- cancelling each other. See, friends. Therefore, the teacher says that... Kāya vāng manaha kārya muttamam pujanam japa chintanam kramat. Then, one by one it is said. first of all we do the puja. Now how do we do the puja? Jagataha ishadhi yukta sevanam. Jagataha of this world, eeshadhi yukta sevanam. Look upon the world as God. Ishadhi Yukta. Sevanam do Seva. Now, this is one of the most important thing. The social service is not spiritual practice. NGOs are non godly organizations. Don't get lost in the social service. You'll see most of the NGOs why the government has closed. Hundreds and thousands and lakhs of NGOs only for this purpose. They collect the money for their own benefit. I was in Australia in 2005 when the tsunami came. So many um, people donated millions and millions of dollars and they have collected more than something like uh, million dollars and the NGO I won't name and then out of that more than 95 percent collection was used for building the headquarters and building the quarters for the heads and then uh, purchasing the vehicles and hardly 5 percent has gone to those people for whom that money was collected. You see everywhere, ashrams, how much money they spend on the ashram, buildings and this thing. And what for the people give the money? For serving the people. But it goes only in the stones and bricks. Therefore, here the teacher says, if you want to serve, don't try to improve the world, don't try to improve the society. <laughs> When we want to improve the society, what exactly we mean? Society is bad. And we are there to improve. A blind leading the blind. See, friends. Most of the social workers are failures in their personal life. To take revenge, they go bounce on the society. See, friends. Therefore, Ishadhi Shadhi Sevaram. And how do we begin it? See, simply telling is not enough. We must know the technique also. How do we do it? One simple technique I'll tell you. Try. Whenever we address anybody, address respectfully. When you address somebody, Mahatma Ji, how are you? After you address somebody respectfully, no bad word will slip from your mouth. You cannot say like that. See? So, Jagataha Yukta Sevana means what? Deal with the world respectfully. But when you see with our servants, etc., the drivers, we talk to them so rough. Why, they are servants? No. Therefore, Ishadhi sevanam. And how many um, places we can see this uh, puja? Ashtamurti The God expresses in this world in eight forms. Which are the eight forms? There are five great elements the space, the air, the fire, the water, the earth. Five there. Then the sun, six the moon, seven. And beings, eight. Eight of them. So when we are serving or doing the puja of the five great elements, means what, be eco-friendly when you are engaging yourself in your spiritual practices. You'll see, in uh, one place, uh, They are doing something very good, probably Shirdi, Shirdi Sai Baba temple, they do this. So many flowers come, everybody brings flowers and offers to the Lord. Now after they are offered over, now what will happen to your flowers? So they take it and make agarbattis out of it. And this was started by a young boy. He happened to go to Varanasi and he saw what to do, what to do. I don't know what I should do. Those who are genius, they don't uh, ask government to give some subsidy. They don't ask, give us admission, although we are nalaik. No, they don't want to do jobs. They employ the people don't want don't seek employment. So the young boy with his friend he went and was sitting on the Sighati uh, in Varanasi and he saw <coughs> so many flowers thrown in the Ganges and all that. Normally what we do we only condemn and over and then while going we also throw something. But he was a genius. He started why not we utilize this such a beautiful raw material available? And he started, did his R&D and converted all those flower waste into making the Agarvatis for the Lord. He thereby gave employment to more than 5,000 ladies. It's not a physical work, it's a small little work. So separate the flowers, the wet flowers are brought and then they are spread, and then they are dried to some extent, then the petals of the similar type of flowers are separated. Slowly, slowly, he made such a beautiful project. So, when it is said, Ashtamurthy vrut, we should not create mess, but do your puja in such a manner that we are able to be in the divine thought all through then next is the sun we are all expert in finding excuses why i am not doing this for example see i wanted to do the japa but you know my mala was taken by my grandson and it is broken now i don't know what to do therefore i am not doing the japa we are so expert in that similarly no i do the um, you know japa etc um, but you know there is no sunrise, how can I do? So the teacher tells here, don't find any excuse. So, morning, if you want to worship sun, you have to start your day very early. Before the sun rises, you should rise. See how life will become disciplined. Those who wake up after the sunrise, they become bedbugs in the next life. This is written in the uh, Katmal Mahapurana. So next time you see a bedbug, Mama, Papa, <laughs> next life's parents you can see in this life. Begin your day, man, early in the morning, see the joy. We wake up in the morning naturally. Sleep is over. Upanishad says, Uttishthata Jagrata. It is not said the other way around. Jagrata Uttishthata. First wake up and then get out. No, no, first get out and then wake up. See, Because coming out of the sleep is never a problem. Coming out of the bed is the problem. See? <coughs> so, when we thus begin our day, early morning, you get additional three hours to your life. Then, but now it is the night, what should I do? Then do the Puja of the Moon. See? What is the Puja of the Moon? Karva Chaut. <laughs> See, there are so many Ekadashi is there, yeah. Ekadashi, Panchadashi, chaturdashi, Chaturthi. All these things are just reminding ourselves that we have to remain in a spiritual mode throughout our day and night. Then Ashtamurti Vriddheva Poojanam and when we come across the last, that is the jivas, look upon everyone with respect and devotion. Then only the life changes. Now after that, when we come to the uh, Japa, Uttamastavat uchavandadaha chittajam japadhyanam uttamam. Now, here the japa sadhana is told how it should be done or it can be done. First, Uttamastavat. Our mind cannot be brought together in one go. So, we have to bring it slowly. So, first of all, start bhajan So, what bhajan does takes away your sleep. Dum dhaka, dum, 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 dum. You are not double the And then so many people the same person should not sing for long. Only one bhajan. If you see our Satya Bhajan thing, everybody sings only one bhajan and only for maybe uh, half a minute or one minute, not more than that. So when you are listening, you have got the hope. Chalo ye <laughs> And then there are so many supports, tabla, peti, harmonium, or whatever it is there, so many things are there. So somewhere or the other the mind can be hooked on. Now in comparison to these so many supports, you drop all of them and take only one support and that is chanting the Lord's name. And the Lord's name is chanted in such a manner that we start migrating from the periphery and come to the center. <coughs> that is the purpose of chanting Lord's name. So, what is our periphery? Our periphery is our speech. So first of all, we start chanting Lord's name with Vani, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. Initially, japa, sadhana should be done with the Vaikari Vaani. Don't do directly with mind. I am telling you out of my personal experience. When we were given Gayatri Mantra Diksha, and we were told, can this Gayatri Mantra 11 times, sitting before the Lord, and loudly. But who is an ideal disciple who doesn't listen to Guru? I was like that. So I started thinking, why eleven times? Why not hundred and eight times? Do you think I am less anywhere or apart? And why loudly? I don't want to show off. I'll do it in my mind. And started. And how was the Japa? There I came to know that uh, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, they learned from the Japa Sādhāna. How? In one window, Om, Bhorbu, Svahata, another window opened. Why they don't provide washing machines in the ashram? Third window. Every day, idli dosha, they don't do anything or what? Four the day. Why early morning meditation? Is God limited only in time? is beyond time so we can do any time even if we don't do doesn't matter See, so how many windows opened? and when more the windows you open the laptop goes slow exactly the same way therefore first with the Oh vani om Oh om Shivaya. And while doing this, three things are to be synchronized. Mala in the hand and the bead should be pulled towards yourself. Om Namah Shivaya Second thing, while chanting and movement of the bead towards yourself should be perfectly synchronized. Like the military people, left, right, left, right. So, Om Namah Shivaya speech. And along with that, so two things are synchronized, and third, when we are chanting this, we are not in a hurry. We don't have to prove anything to anybody. So slowly we do it. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. Now see the supports are dropped. Earlier. So many people, congregation, instruments, singers, different, all that has gone, you are alone with your mala before your Lord and sitting quietly and doing it. But with the Vaikarivani. this is superior than tablapati. And superior to this chanting is, the teacher says, that uh, <coughs> chintanam. Uttamastavat Uchamandataha Chitta japa Dhyana Muttama. And when this is done, now the next step comes that your mind is so perfectly synchronized with the rhythm. All of us have had the first experience and knowledge in our life when we were in the womb of our mother. The first thing that a fetus hears is the heartbeats of his mother. Tuck, 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 tuck. That's the first knowledge. Prenatal. And that is known by the mothers, but they don't know that they know it. So how they utilize this knowledge without their knowledge? When the child is crying, they take the child in their lap and create a horrible rhythm. Eh, 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 eh. after the child thinks, Baba, I'll keep quiet, you stop. Catch rhythms in life. Catch rhythms. When you are climbing the steps, Ariam, Ariyam, Ariyam, Ariyam. Onosha Onosha, onosha onosha. Take care the rhythm. When you are going for a walk, many places it happens. Uh, I don't keep all those rubbish things in our retreat. Do whatever you like. It's not a military discipline. So some places they have. This is this time you should have Japasai. This time you should have group discussion. This time go for a solitary walk. So they go for a solitary walk. Hey, let's go for a solitary walk. How can you go together for a solitary one? Therefore, here the teacher is telling, this external then come back to Chitta Jam Japa. The Japa is born in your mind without efforts. And slowly when you go, a time will come in your life. You will start chanting, synchronizing with your breathing. Now be attentive. Breathing is done only in the present. Rather, breathing is not done. Breathing happens. How simple it is. And in the present. And if we synchronize chanting Lord's name with the breathing, without efforts, we start remaining in the present. Remaining in the present, in the highest spiritual practice. But here one problem comes. We try to breathe to match our chanting. No, 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 it is the other way around. If you try to breathe your uh, self matching to the chanting, then I is created. Because I am chanting, No, Shiva. oh shivaya. No, 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 no. Let the breathing continue effortlessly. And in that effortless breathing, just add. Here one obstacle comes. We go to sleep because our expertise is in multi-pointedness of the mind or zero-pointedness. There is third option also. Thought-free mind is the platform where the divine descends. yamai vecha vrunute te nalabhya atma virnute in such a heart or the mind the truth is revealed may prakatakrupala krupala dina dayana bhagwan manifests we don't get a realization the lord expresses through us so, chitta jamjapa dhyana muttamam, <coughs> so we are dhyana, this is called as the dhyanam. Then, this dhyanam is further elaborated, ajjadharaya dharaya srotasasamam, two examples are given. ajjadharaya dharaya, means any oil, here it means ghee. If you take a container having water and another container having ghee, liquefied, and pour it, the water will not be a continuous flow, it will be broken. But if you pour the oil or the ghee, it will be a smooth continuous one. So, Ajya Dharaya Samam, unbroken, and Sarutasa Samam, means a river. River flows effortlessly. Two qualities unbroken, effortless, abidance in the truth. Ajjadharaya srotasasamam. Continuous and effortless. Wherever there are efforts, I is very strong. Efforts create doership or enjoyership. Effortlessness is free from doership and enjoyership. Like those who are hard of hearing, they have to put a lot and lot of efforts to hear or to listen. And because they have to put a lot of efforts, they get tired. And because they get tired, they go to sleep. And then such people, after satsang is over, they are the first one to come and tell you, Swami, you were awesome. How come you put me to sleep? Therefore, effortlessness is the insignia of proximity to the divine. Wherever there are efforts, we are far away from the truth. These two points are brought out here. And this will happen only by practice. No, no other way. Bhagwan Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that um, Arjuna's question was, how can I attain this um, equanimity Yoyam Yogastvaya Proktaha Samena Vadusudhana Tasyaham Nigraham Manne Vayori Vasudushkaram Chanchalam Hi Manak Krishna Pramadhi Balavad Dhrudham Tasyaham Nigraham Manne It's very difficult, very difficult. Bhagwan says, no. Abhyasenut kaunteya Vairagena te Guriyate. Put efforts. But efforts should lead to ultimately effortlessness. Doesn't it happen in our life? Initially when we are learning how to drive drive the car, (coughs) first the car drives us. Then slowly we start driving the car. Then we do one or two accidents. And after some time we become so effortless that we are not required to be told, now change the gear, it is coughing. We are talking, we are having the phone, we are listening to music, and when needed, automatically hand goes effortlessly, everything happens, exactly the same way, by efforts, it is possible. And those who complain, Swamiji, my mind is very disturbed, what should I do? Whose mind? My mind. Then you mind. Why should I bother about your mind? This kind of complaining people are not spiritual seekers. The reason is they have not understood the value of it. Just take one your day-to-day experience. Has anybody ever said that earning money is difficult? Therefore, I am not going to earn money. There we discover new techniques. See, because we have not recognized the value of this. Therefore, difficulties. And therefore, when do we come on the spiritual path? When we are unfit for everything. We start, now I am fit for spirituality. See? This one, I didn't know. This is how the people think. But I was given this wisdom by my guru. And my guru was one lady in Allahabad. I was in their house. And uh, about five, six of us sitting around the dining table. And they had a son, huge structure, standing like Vivekananda. So I said, hey Mahatma Ji, come on, join the seat is for you. Aap khaav, aap khaav. Okay, I have come for that only. So his mother got very furious, very bad. Swamiji, he is such a rakshas in our house. He doesn't study, he doesn't work. And he is so much lost in eating and eating and enjoying. And he is so strong that he can lift his father and throw him ganges. And he can do anything. He is so horrible. Good for nothing. Why don't you take him to your ashram? (laughs) That day I discovered. Then I told, I said, Mama, my mother also sent me like that only. (laughs) So when we are good for nothing, then we are good for spirituality. So when we are now angam galitam palitam mundam jatam tundam. and then we want to get into spirituality. And what is spirituality complaining? When, why there are so many ashrams, and why these people are collecting money? I mean, you are here to walk the spiritual path. Or as a um, accountant, think. Therefore, Ajadharaya yasruta samam chintanam So, more the effortlessness, nearer you are. And as a result of this, what will happen? Bhidabhavana bhavana ity pavana abhidha pavani mata. Now hereafter the next step is bhavana. See, bhavana is his spiritual life is two things: vidhi and nished. What is to be rejected and what is to be asserted. Assertion is done by bhavana. Bhagavan says in Bhagavad Gita, second chapter: Nasti Buddhihi Ayuktasya, Nacha Yuktasya, Bhavana. Nacha ca bhavaya and we are all living in bhavana only. See? Once in some lion's club function, I was the chief guest and others were yet to come. So I was done like a Ganpati Bappa pranapadishta. Somebody you sit there, that is your thing. Afterwards you start. So I had nothing to do, simply watching. And for me, this is the best time, so many cartoons are there, running, 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 running. And there was one lady doing nothing, because I was free, I was observing very meticulously. Moving on the dais yeah, from here to there, and then again go here, and high heels and sari, no, 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 no. So I stopped I said, Mama, I, yes already, what can I do for you? Um, no, nothing, just casually. What's your name? My name is Bhavana. What is the meaning of Bhavana? I don't know, my parents named it. I said, okay. Do you know the meaning? I said, yes. What is the meaning of Bhavana? Bhav means rate. Kya bhav hai sabji? Na is nahi. You are useless. Oh God. She never came on the stage there after that. Is it not <laughs> becoming serious spirituality? Bhavana is what we think ourselves to be. If we think you are a husband, you are bound to be miserable because you are thinking. The world doesn't think that you are a husband. If the wife doesn't think, because many wives call their husband poor thing, not a being. <laughs> <laughs> but you do this bhavana, I am your husband, and you suffer then. Second thing, we do the bhavana that I am the body. Nobody told you you are body, your own bhavana. Now, if you think you are a body, then accept it that you are born. First you will go vertically, then you will go horizontally. Accept it that one day you will die. But we want to. Do the bhavana that I am body and I should not become old, I should not die. Who can help you? Change your bhavana. Then you do the bhavana. I am the soul. Papo ham, Then go to hell. No choice. You said you are a papo So if you have to do the bhavana, why don't you do this? I am divine. Nobody tells us that you are a sinner. We are divine. Therefore, here the teacher says, Veda Bhavana. First of all, there is a Veda Bhavana. I am the seeker, the Lord is other than me. So I sit and do the puja, everything, keeping the Lord away from me. He is other than me, other than me. <laughs> to begin with, yes, that is the way. But ultimately, Sohamityasav ultimately the lord and me are not two this is experienced by a happy husband what yes the happy husband is the one who knows that essentially i am man only in front of the wife i have to act as a husband so Nicely keep on jumping, laughing, happy, and all happily. The moment she comes, you should. See? But when you are doing that, that doesn't mean you are that. See? When the husband comes home happily, cheerfully, wife starts doubting. Kisko mil We don't know the tragedies of the husbands. And if he comes with a swollen face, If you come happily, therefore, no wise husband should go home happily. They start doubting. (laughs) So this is only a play of bhavana. Insist, you are happy. Insist. That is the meaning Bhyadabhavanath, he should have, oh God, oh God, oh God. He's not somewhere above the clouds, it's you. Only when you allow the happiness to express, it is God that is expressing. When a misery expresses, it is the Jiva that is expressing. Therefore, I use the term happy husband. Basically, he is happy man. But also his husband, supporting the husband also. Happy people support all miserable ones. <laughs> Therefore, Vedabhavana soha susaha Ahamasi asmi. Then, bhavana abhidha. Abhidha, undifferentiated experience of the divine. mata It is the supreme one. The most purifying one. See, friends. In Panjadashi, one topic comes where one person tells another one just to torture him. Hey, I heard your son met with a terrible accident in USA. So this father will naturally get miserable and uh, he tells his wife, and then he starts crying and all that. Wives are always smarter than chains. As the age grows, wives become smarter and the husband becomes a dumbo. Because for everything, they have to ask their wife. Should I put on this pant? No, go without pant. Okay. Can't decide anything. So, when he was disturbed, frustrated, he said, What is there? First of all, call him and find out. Okay, okay, in court. And the son bangs. Dad, how many I told you? How many times I told you? Don't call this time. It is midnight here. Huh, thank you. Who was miserable? It was the husband or the father was miserable. Man is never miserable. So what is a happy husband? Man is acting as a husband. When you act, you don't mean it. When you don't act, you mean it. You don't know something, you get married and then show how to be happy. All these grastas have got this funny notion. Like our country, all useless people have got a funny notion. We are the blessed children of the God. We should get reservation for everything, although we are good for nothing. Similarly, grahasthas think, you know, now we should get realization although we are married. marriage is the qualification or what? Work hard. Bhavana avida pavani mata. And this will ultimately lead to bhava shunya sad bhava sustitihi. Now, there is no bhavana done. That I am happy, I am not happy, I want something or don't want something. No. Everything is over. The river has merged in the ocean. See? Bhava shunya. No bhavana. Now be attentive. I am a Kannadiga, is a bhavana. I am an Indian, is a bhavana. I am a, a computer engineer, is a bhavana. But I am, is not a bhavana. We get many times lost in this particular point. And such people are constantly talking about concepts. That is why intellectual peoples can never know the truth. For example probably I told you, in one university somewhere in the US, after my talk was over, that professor told, Mr. Swami, you spoke the concepts of Vedanta very well. I said, sir, I am sorry, I did not talk concepts. You are a professor is a concept. You are a scientist is a concept. You are successful is a concept, which are subject to change. You are is not a concept. So, bhavana, shundya bhavasat bhavasusthati. So, there is no more bhavana. So just observe your own experience. What we have to do to be? Only one thing, undo everything. The whole process of spiritual life is undoing, not doing anything. See, my friends, that is why anybody who is to go to bhagavad Ravana mm-hmm. marshi mm-hmm. he was never talking blah blah, like we talk. No. What is there to talk? And many people used to say, Oh, Bhagawan Ravana marshi mm-hmm. observed Mauna for eighteen years. No, that is not the truth. The reason is, he has nothing to talk. Therefore, he didn't talk. Because he was in the utter present. When there are many flowers, <clears throat> it's a long mala garland. When there are less flowers, small garland. In our Bombay, they sell the garland for Ganapati. There are only three flowers. <laughs> and they begin to throw it. <laughs> and if there is only one flower, can you make a garland out of one flower? Those who are abiding in the absolute. There is no past, there is no future. Because there is no past, we don't talk. I was here, I was there. I have done this thing, I was there. Who is interested in your dead past? He never spoke about his past. Because he was not living in the past. Sadhbhava, Shindasditi. Whatever Bhagavad Ravanavarcha has written, this is his own personal direct experience. It is not from the books. See friends. So Bhava Shunya. Sad Bhava Sustiti. Sad Bhava being only. Then bhavana Balat. And this will happen by again and again practicing it. Now to practice it, only one thing. First, when you are sitting quiet, this I will repeat number of times. One day it may click by God's grace. When you are sitting quiet, start listening to silence. Thereafter, the mind will start suffocating and then we start planning something about the future. So, that moment, arrest talking to yourself. There's two things. When we listen to silence, we transcend the Hearing ability, the sense organs. We land in the mind. Now, again, the mind will take us for a sortie by talking to itself. So, don't talk to yourself. When we listen to silence, we drop the past. When we stop talking to ourselves, we close the future. In the utter present, it is the presence. The mind dissolves in consciousness. Like an ice cube dissolves in the waters. <coughs> so initially Bhavana It doesn't matter what posture you are sitting, doesn't matter where you are sitting, starting from Kamuda onwards, doesn't matter, therefore Bhavana Valar Bhakti Ruttama and that is called the real devotion. So the devotion happens inside and all other things outside is Upāsana. So if Upāsana terminates in devotion, then it is spiritual practice. And if the Upāsana continues only in the external show, then it is only a hypocrisy. Therefore, (coughs) hereafter, The teacher tells, Rustale mana sastata kriya bhakti yoga bodhash chanishtitam. So, what is all spiritual practice? Karma, upasana, yoga, and knowledge, both. All of them are aimed at manaha rustale sthita. Mind must come back to the consciousness. Here, Rudayam, rustale. Vṛdayam is harati ayam iti vṛdayam, that which absorbs everything. Mai eva sakalam jātam, mai sarvam pratisthitam mai sarvam Layamyati yāti, tad brahmādvaya masmeham. When the karma is done, and we get lost in the world, it is the karma rogue. But when the karma is done, we come back and dissolve in our own being, it is the karma-yoga. When we do upasana, get lost only in the externalities, then it is the acrobatics of upasana. And when upasana leads to the devotion, The bhavana becomes so perfect that we are not seeking the Lord anywhere outside. We We remain more and more aware about our being. Now yoga is yet to come. When we practice yoga, yoga is done only for one thing. And that is to get freedom from body identification. Unfortunately, all the yoga practices are done only to strengthen the body identification. And this is where our Vedanta Shastra yoga differs. Okay? They have got only one thing. Uh, if you do the yoga pranayam, you will be healthy and live long. Live long for what? One yogi he did a lot of pranayam and a lot of asanas. Net result, he lived for 125 years. But even then after that he has to die. He died. And he went to the heavens because he was a yogi. And after he went to heavens, he saw there all beautiful apsaras everywhere. No bill, no GST, no nothing and he was regretting why did i delay coming here 125 years in this wretched world i should have come earlier but what to do i did yoga live long see friends if the yoga leads to freedom from body identification then it is the spiritual practice otherwise it is the acrobatics om Purnamadaha purnamidam purnaah purna mudachate purnasya Purnamadaya aanaya purnameva avashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo hari om